All right, hey everybody, it's time for another uh, board game unboxing, board board game unboxing. And this one is a version of a game we've unboxed, uh, I think it was right before the start of the final GOT season, but this is a branded version of this. I saw it on sale, I couldn't not buy it, Uh, I just uh, took off the wrapping before I started recording, so I haven't opened the box yet. So I don't know what's in it. It's uh, I forget what the version of the game. It's like uh, uh, dinosaurs and dino pals, uh, or downstairs and dino pals is the name of the ga- game. It goes by other names. It's a role playing game. It has some other famous names, but uh, that I forget now. This one is based on a TV show that just ended. It's a, or not a TV show, a Netflix program that you watch on your screen a stream i don't know what you call it but uh it's one the thir- third season just came came out i've only watched 50 uh, percent of the third season it just because i went on a trip and uh it's i don't like as a parent i say okay this is a show i want to watch i don't i don't share with my kid my kid because I, but so it's a famous show uh, very well known is uh, the show called Otter Things. Now you might think, who is this? The new Emmett Otter uh, show, uh, procedural. And I say, no, no, that's yet. To, I just thought of that idea. Let me lock that down. Even though I don't own any of the IP, but anybody from the Henson Company, if you want to get in on that sweet, sweet action with me, since you, I, I guess I, if you want to let me in on it, uh, Otter Things, O T T E R Things. Uh, we could do it. It wouldn't be a parody, maybe, or it could be. A, I don't know if it would be. Maybe, wow, that would be great. Uh, and I'm an Emmett Otter tri- tribute to the show that sounds like that, or the whole show recreated with Emmett Otter as uh, one of the characters. Who would Emmett Otter be? Uh, we could discuss that over the this program. Uh, but, no, this is a famous TV show, Otter Things, O-D-D. I think it's spelled O-D-D-E-R. Uh, things uh, set in the 1980s, uh, strongly influenced by pop culture, spanning those decades uh, by the Duffer Brothers. A br- brilliant, brilliant uh, show uh, that caught everybody's imagination just because uh, it was familiar yet new. And that's what uh, people love. Uh, you say, okay, this is stuff I was familiar, it's new. Great casting, great writing, great directing. And great performances. But this is a role-playing game based on the TV show Otter Things. And if you remember Otter Things, uh, it did have, it was, uh, let's see, how do I say this? Uh, there was also a, an 80s movie with a character, uh, Gizmo, who was a fuzzy little bear. Anybody, I don't know if they still have snug, the Snuggle Bear for Snuggle Fabric Softener. Or I guess Ted, there was that movie Ted, uh, uh, like, because uh, Ted looks a lot like this bear from Snuggle to commercials. Like, I didn't see, like, uh, but anyway, so uh, Gizmo was as cute as either one of those two bears, uh, but almost, almost kind of only part bear. And Gizmo's a bane, believe it or not, Gizmo's an antagonist, uh, in Otter Things, uh, because uh, Gizmo is uh, like a, li- a little bit like a Tribble from the Star Trek movies. I realize this is confusing, but it, you know, it's confusing in a sleepy way. Uh, but this does come with two. Uh, uh, now, in this movie, it, he's called uh, De- 
demigizmo. Uh, and I don't know if that's because he's like, uh, I don't know what the, the Greek root or the Latin root DEMI stands for. There's demiglaze and there's demigizmo because uh, he's larger than this. But this comes with two exclusive demigizmo figures included. It's made by Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro Gaming. On the cover, it has Will Byers and one of the Demigizmos. Hopefully, this doesn't reveal any of the plot of the third season, because that would be a bummer for me. And it says dragon, dinosaurs, and downstairs starter set. Everything you need to embark on an Otter Things adventure, O-D-D-E-R. Though we could rewrite it for Otter Things. Maybe I'll be Emmett Otter if I actually play this game. Uh, ages 14 plus, uh, 3 plus players. It also says ES, uh, E3702. It's a red with a little bit of, um, what is that called? When it looks like it's a, like a film, when the, the imperfections in film maybe. Uh, then on the bi- bi- back cover, it says, again, uh, dinosaurs and downstairs, odder things. Embark on a dr- downstairs and uh, dinosaurs adventure created by Mike. So one of the main characters from odder things is Mike. Mike Wheeler from Hawkins, in Indiana. This is quoting the back of it. Uh, create an awesome downstairs and dinosaurs adventure. And now you get to play it. You get to pick your character. Will you be Will the Wise, Dustin the Dwarf? Uh, get your fireballs ready as you investigate the mysterious castle and uh, try to uh, like win over the love of the fuzzy demi-gizmo. Because it's kind of like a pet. Like you're trying to win the confidence and rapport of the pet, uh, demi-gizmo. Will you make it out and have fun? Will you encounter a gizmo? Or seven, did you pack your wrist, your, your, uh, whatever that thing's called that you pull the thing, uh, yeah, think of it, uh, prepare yourself for anything because this game just got odder and it says it's great for the new, uh, dinosaurs and, uh, downstairs player. A content and otter things, adventure book, a rule book, uh, five uh, character sheets, uh, six dice. Uh, two, uh, or, oh, a, a paintable uh, giz, demi-gizmo and then a demi-gizmo figure. So two figures. So I'm going to open the box so you won't hear this part. And uh, so the first part of the box has the dice, which already are uh, have the, we talked about this the last time, like sometimes the dice you're supposed to color them in with crayons. These already are printed. So they're blue sparkly dice with white paint, uh, and then the two lovely uh, uh, demi-gizmo characters, one you could paint yourself, uh, so that it gives you even more things to do, fun fun to be had. Now, I feel like last time we spent way more time on the rule book and the character sheets, so I'm going to totally skip the rule book. I think I was going through the art. Uh, it's Will Byers being so surprised by the cuteness of the demi-gizmo. He has a flashlight, his backpack, uh, and so so uh, like uh, I'm gonna put the, do the rule book last if, if we have time, and then the character sheets. I'll just kind of run through which characters we have, and then save those for last. Uh, but this is so you can get started right away. There's uh, oh they don't have character names. Uh, 
But there's a hill dwarf, uh, bard three, entertainer, neutral good with 900 experience points. Uh, then there's a wood elf uh, who's an acolyte, cleric three, lawful good with 900 experience points. Uh, there's a human paladin three, soldier, lawful good, 900 experience points. And some of you outer things, play, you know, you're saying, well, who would Emma Outer be? There's a half-orc, ranger three, outlander, neutral good, 900 experience points. Uh, wizard three, I think this is Will Byers, uh, half-elf, acolyte, neutral good, 900 experience points. They may all have that. So those are the starting characters. It doesn't come with any blank uh, sheets to create your own character, but that's what graph paper's for. Am I right or am I right? And this is, so I'm just going to use the adventure book, and then we'll keep an eye on the time here. This one is called, uh, it says it's it's written just like Mike Wheeler actually made it, even though it has a Hasbro gaming thing on it, so you don't get confused uh, so it kind of looks like a notebook, uh, adventure book. The Hunt uh, for Cassandra, which is one of uh, uh, Gizmo. I guess this is like a particular demi-Gizmo, because uh, I guess instead of the movie where Gizmo was named, demi-Gizmo is a representative uh, species. And uh, did I say <laughs> the, the search the search for... Uh, Cassandra, and it has some drawing with an M, I think, uh, maybe from Mike Wheeler on graph paper with some fancy art, uh, a D&D campaign by Mike Wheeler, but the R, the E for his name is kind of falling off, like maybe these are stickers. Oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to just, uh, I may be quoting and, uh, uh, but they have a picture of Will the Wise, over like dressed as a wizard, with his hand over a crystal ball inside a castle, with the tower through the window, a tower in the background. It has the credits. Uh, Stan with the exclamation point is the one who did, and Ben uh, Petrosor, uh, who who did the adventure. The cartography is by Stan with an exclamation point. Jeremy Crawford did the rule book, uh, editing by Christopher Perkins, Chris Sims, Michelle Carter, Scott Fitzgerald, oh, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, uh, Kim Mohan, uh, Phillips, Philip uh, Athens, and uh, Kate Welsh. Uh, D&D lead designers are Jeremy Crawford, Mike Merles, and the final, the fifth edition D&D design team, uh, Christopher Perkins, James Watt, Rodney Thompson, Robert J. Schwab, uh, Peter Lee, uh, Steve Townsend, and Bruce R. Cordell. Additional contributors, uh, uh, Greg Bilsland, uh, Matt Cernet, uh, Chris Duplay, uh, Tom Lapeel, Richard Baker, Miranda Horner, Jennifer Clark Wilkes, Steve Winter, and Nina Hess. And this is based on the original D&D game uh, by Gary Gaix, uh, Dave Arneson, Brian Bloom, Rob Kuntz, uh, James Ward, and Don Kay. Okay, so first page is written on uh, like a loose-leaf paper. Note to myself as Dungeon Master. 
They should be able to, and I'm going to just paraphrase Will's, uh, or not Will, I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, we should be able to do it in one night, this game, maybe a long weekend if Dustin gets so over the top. Uh, don't rush it. As long as everyone's having fun, let's take as long as necessary. It's all about the fun, according to Mike. Oh, these are great room reminders. Describe each scene, tell them what they see or hear or feel at the start, and then let them go. Uh, they say what the characters do. I tell them what happens. Don't take control of their characters. I control everything else. Uh, the front forest friends, the NPCs, uh, non-player characters like Sir Tristan, the environment, including uh, toe stubbers. And the dice reveal how things turn out. Uh, anything written with an underline can be found in the uh, Forest Friends section of the rule book. So this is very cute and a great way to start the game, I think. Don't worry too much about getting things right or being perfect. As DM, that's short for Dungeon Master. That's short for Downstairs uh, Leader, uh, Meister. Uh, just relax, let things happen naturally, enjoy playing the game. If things get confusing, do what's fair, move on. Like the rule book says, my job as DM is to make sure everyone has a good time and the story moves along slow, smoothly. Thank you, Mike. So this is kind of a story, so I don't know. Uh, I'll just kind of give you the summary of it because I don't want to take the story. Like, uh, So every, you get summoned by Sir Tristan... Uh, in the Lonely Mountains, uh, Cassandra has been appearing and uh, taking people's pies. Uh, and it's this beautifully cute f f creature that so, appears so often that people think there's more than one. But Sir Tristan only believes there's one. They, a lot of people think there's eight of them. And uh, it's uh, it drools when it sees pies. It leaves behind drool and fur. As cute as a bear is, it's a bit annoying to lose your pies. This is a big place where a lot of people eat pies. The Kingdom of Pies is uh, Cassandra, or they call it the Cassandra, was last seen uh, going into a burrow uh, uh, that also was famous for uh, hosting troglodytes. Uh, the characters have to go in there and uh, deal, oh, stinky trogs, Mike calls them. You got to follow Cassandra's. Oh, this is a whole story, so I don't want to like. Uh, after that, you follow Cassandra, and we'll see what happens, right? All right, so we pick it up with Sir Tristan. You, you, Sir Tristan's throne room. The characters have never met them. He did sponsor an earlier adventure. I don't know how adventure sponsorship works. I'd like to get on that. Uh, hey, Scoots, we'll give you and Ray. Let's say 10 G's to go to a theme park uh, and have fun. Consider it done. Bring me back some caramel corn and some cotton candy. Uh, but according to this, uh, Tristan's a kind leader, a good friend. Oh, they have met her before. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so it says lately there's this thing called the, the Cassandra. And it's been taking everybody's pies. Uh it's also very fast, and it hides quick, uh, and they have no one's been able to catch it. A bit like Pokemon, got to catch them all. And it never, it always vanishes and never leaves a trail. 
Now, they don't want to spend too much of uh, the industrial, you know, military industrial complex dealing with a pie thief, uh, you know, because Tristan's got his own things he's dealing with, you know. Plus, they haven't had any luck yet. So he wants them to catch up with the Cassandra and tame it and keep it for their own pet, or if they can really tame it, uh, it Sir Tristan has it says it's super cute. Uh, uh, so the, the, this is a note from Mike, uh, you know, make sure this is a good conversation uh, with Sir Tristan. Uh, everybody's nice. Uh, they're the heroes. Uh, build up their confidence. Because uh, uh, sometimes uh, Will doesn't realize he's playing a character and not himself. Okay, so next thing is uh, gifts. Uh, he says big rewards if you do this. Uh, Hundred gold, and uh, the characters could, uh, you know, uh, uh, try to negotiate for more. Uh, once they make a deal, uh, spoiler alert: Tristan's got a surprise. Uh, if the deal is fair, uh, he'll give them some magical equipment. Uh, if they were greedy, he won't give them anything extra. Uh, he starts with two bags of holding, so they can easily carry. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 um, like they're good for pets because they have food in there and uh, plenty of air. And then one of the bags is to go like a, a magical portable kitty litter thing, whatever, uh, but for any animals. He also has a wand that makes pets, uh, sleep and then a, a neon, uh, staff, uh, that's very hypnotic. Uh, it's called, uh, Winner's Sweet Kiss, uh, and it's it, when it's not lit up in neon, it uh, looks like black metal, plus one, against uh, trying to uh, charm the uh, the Cassandra, plus three, uh, when used in the Upside Down, that's a famous theme park, uh, plus four. Okay, next thing is rumors on the road. Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. The characters sing as they walk down the road. Just need some time, some time to get away. Looking for Cassandra. They do meet friends. Uh, you could have a sh- few short ro- role-playing encounters here. Uh, some of the NPCs do have some info. Others are just distractions, just like playing Baldur's Gate for me. Uh, make sure they have fun uh, or the group might ignore them, especially Lucas. He wants to get down to business. Uh, here's a couple of things again. A merchant could offer them one apple each. Uh, he says the local apples used to taste oh uh, better in a pie before Cassandra started taking the pies. Uh, so he thinks maybe that uh, Cassandra's hiding in the apple orchards. Uh, traveling priest says uh, sometimes uh, lower forest friends worship bigger ones. Uh, and that there's troglodytes nearby, uh, they might know something about Cassandra. A woodcutter warns them that some of the uh, things around here are uh, not lucky. Once you enter, you get like, uh, uh, oh, what, some of the animal burrows, you, they say, geez, you, you, like you don't want to go in there. They, they, Some of them are restrooms. Uh, 
And then an elderly farmer, it says, doesn't believe in Cassandra. He thinks it's just a, uh owl uh, that steals spies or Yogi Bear. And no one mentioned that except for this. Uh, the kid said, who's Yogi Bear? And the person said, Google it. Uh, then, okay, once the players get bored, time to move on. Okay, now we're into the troglodyte dens. Uh, uh, have uh, someone do a DC-12 ability check uh, if they're searching. Uh, you want intelligence and wisdom if they're searching for the Cassandra's tracks uh, or another skill. If uh, everything checks out, then they find the entrance to the burrow. Use the map to describe what they see. Let them pick in what order they go in. And when they reach a number area, see the area's description. Uh, if they, they don't have a skill check, uh, they still arrive, uh, but they do so uh, when eight troglodytes show up, and then they have to deal with that situation with a dance-off. Okay, area one, the start of the burrow. A successful DC check reveals uh, a burrow recently visited by 25 uh Triglodytes, an owl, and that's the Cassandra. Area two, empty, nothing. But they lose all the footprints. Uh, area three, Jack, uh, Jack in the box to someone left behind. Uh, it's empty, but in the hall is a Jack in the box, uh, which you, someone, a character might accidentally, you, you play the music and you spin that thing. Uh, and but not everybody in this party is familiar with it, so they would say, "Well, the jack pops out of the box. Uh, someone get a frighty poo." So they have to do a DC ten dexterity, or if you don't, two D six, uh, and uh, you catch it. You plus two to catch your breath. Uh, those who succeed, yeah. Uh, you only have to wait half as long to catch their breath. Uh, but you can't go through that hall. I don't know if they totally understand. Area 4, uh, birthday party room. Uh, this is where the Trigolites have their birthday parties. There's uh, 200 uh, GP in uh, gift cards, uh, some stick-on gems and necklaces uh, worth, uh, you know, uh, unspecified pennies. Uh, there's also a secret door that connects to Area 6 that you need a DC-15 uh, ability check uh, using intelligence uh, uh, investigation or open using dexterity. Area 5 is a common chamber. This is where, uh, oh, this is a bedroom, uh, and there's 10 uh, triangulites sleeping in there. Uh, they get woken up and they go into area six when they see their characters because they say, what are you doing? We, just, we were trying to sleep. Now we got to go get our coffee. Okay, area six is a royal chamber. Uh, oh, this is where the like leaders sleep. Uh, oh, they actually, and the triglates have a fair and noble ru ruler, a bit like Sir Tristan. And he speaks common. Uh and if they're nice, you know, they, they could work together. If they're polite and they ask about Cassandra, he'll say Cassandra comes into the woods, goes through the, the burrow, and then heads to a labyrinth. Uh, 
Never travels the other way, though. A key piece of information. Area 6 is a false treasure room, just like the birthday room, but uh, after a party, and the characters do have to clean up. If they don't do a successful DC-10 investigation check, it's going to be a really messy room. And uh, it'll be so messy they have to go back to Area 5. Anyone in the hallway uh, then has to do another check. uh, Otherwise, they have to spend even more time cleaning up after this birthday party. Uh, Area 8 is uh, where uh, the the, the, those people called the supervised birthday parties that aren't parents. uh, Whatever the, like... uh, what are they called when you, you say, oh, I'm going to help out watching these kids out of chaperone room? All chaperones are in here talking about seriously boring stuff. Uh, so if you get if you make too much, oh, you try to sneak through there. Uh, otherwise, they come in and they talk to you about math and even other stuff. Uh, area in nine is where the owl sleeps. Uh, don't wake up the owl because it'll say who over and over again. So you need to use dexterity uh, against an outroll its perception, which is 13. If failure means it wakes up and goes hoo, 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 and nobody wants to hear that. Ooh, area 18 is their pool, a uh, 10-foot deep pool of fresh water. Uh, but there is a frog, uh, and if you... Uh, Oh, okay, so it's one of those frogs that uh, doesn't realize there's no pee in the pool. So the first person who happens to put their foot in the water is going to be putting it in right next to the frog who's putting pee in the pool. And that's not good for anybody. Area 11 is a shrine. This is where Troglodytes worship their god, Key Largo, and they sing the song, Key Largo. Uh, there's a, a map of Key Largo. I guess it must have been something, though, which is a place, I think. Uh, and uh, uh, under the map is, uh, oh, d- b- fake gold blooms. Uh, maybe they think, and fake gems. Okay. Uh, the Musty Labyrinth. This looks like a normal labyrinth, uh, twisting, turning hallways, uh, but guess what? There's no solution. I'll tell you right now. But we'll, I don't think uh, we would tell the characters this. Uh, totally random. Funny, because I'm reading the book, The Maze Runner, right now. And I didn't see the movie before or read the book. Uh, uh, so as soon as you try to turn back and retrace your steps, the past changes behind you. Uh, use the first few hallways shown on the map. Uh but when the characters move off the map, use the table below to find out where they go next. Uh, uh, if they turn around, the maze remains the same until they go around the corner, open the door, and uh, from there on, it's just a random labyrinth. Okay, this one's special encounters. If you're going through uh, the, the the musty labyrinth, uh, you could have some inter- interesting encounters. Uh uh, roll on the following table. If you get the same result twice, re-roll or choose one. Uh, let's see. One is like painting on the wall. Uh, two is yard sale. Uh, three, somebody stubs their toe. Uh, four, more triglodytes. Uh, five, a black light room. And six, a knight who got lost. Uh, 
Okay, so that's pretty special. Like uh, the one with the painting in the walls. Uh, if you uh, go, roll that one, go into a hallway where somebody's there, and they say, "Oh, thank goodness you're here to paint the walls. Uh, get to work." Uh, but you do can tell that, uh, like a lot of the painting, what happened was that uh, yeah, the, that uh, you could see paw prints from last time they tried to paint it from the Cassandra. Okay, uh, what was the next room I said? I can't even remember. Uh, but if you go in there, uh, there's tons of, la- oh, it's a yard sale. So tons of people selling stuff. Uh, and most of it's incredibly boring. Yeah, but there is one you could roll for, which is like one collectible you've been looking for, uh, worth 3D20. Uh, stub your toe, uh, along here, there's one of the characters will stub their toe unless they do a DC 12 intelligence investigation to detect it, where you're going to stub your toe and then a DC 12 to get past it. Uh, those, those, you know, anybody else gets this toe stub, uh, troglodytes, uh, four of them are just hanging there and they could talk, they'll immediately talk your ear off because they've been, this is like, uh. They've been in the maze, too. Uh, next one, I already forgot what it was. A little black light room. Uh, even more, like, it's like one of those mazes, though, like with a mirror maze. Uh, so that'll take a while. And then uh, and then the lost, the knight who's lost. Uh, okay, so you counter the, the knight who's lost, uh, wearing a full suit of armor, who's been lost in there. Uh, at the long, end of a long hallway, he knows they're looking for the Cassandra, and he'll, he'll help them if he, they solve his riddles. Uh, if you try to run after him, uh, like uh, you have to go back to the randomness, uh, but you have to stop chasing. Oh, wait, I guess uh, maybe uh, the first riddle is simple. Just catch him. Uh the front is the, okay, so it's a, a riddle. I don't want to solve the riddles for you or tell tell you them. Uh, uh, the characters, the second riddle, so the first one is just basically to catch them, it's a short version. Uh, second one uh, is, uh, he says, can you find the missing piece to finish my collection? And basically, you have to do that. Uh, he does, I guess, have a collectibles, which is interesting because you were just doing collectibles. So maybe that has it. Uh, he's a bit of a, he's got a lot of stuff, though, a lot of collectibles. Also, a few pies, uh, a basket of laundry, a plate, a ton, t- t- 24 sculptures of crows. This is really in there. So you do have to uh, uh, figure it out. Uh, and uh, eventually you do that, and then the, if you do solve it, uh, he explains that you're already that uh, this uh, uh, musty may musty labyrinth is not in our world. Uh, it's in a oh demi plane. So not oh not only is there a, a demi gizmo, there's a demi plane, and that's the Cassandra's found a way to push through it to a place called the Upside Down, which is also a theme park. And he says there's only one, way, you know, one way in. You got to find a different way out, just like the um, the dudes, the the troglodytes said. Okay, so they go into the upside down, which uh, 
if you've seen Otter Things, it's like this uh, theme park where nothing works right or how you expect it. Similar to regular theme parks, but completely different. Uh, and uh, it, it's uh, even more fun, but, you know, it doesn't cost anything. That's one part of it. Uh, no waiting in lines. Uh, uh, only healthy food that the kids don't necessarily like, but lots of carrot sticks and stuff like that. Uh, uh, you don't have uh, no bedtimes, uh, so that's good. And uh, when it gets close to our world, it looks like our world. So trees and stuff like that, they just look a little bit different, you know, like neon paints. So the black light was getting us prepared for this. Okay, remember that uh, Winner's Kiss uh, is more useful uh, when you're in the Upside Down, plus four. Don't forget that. Okay, the Upside Down is, uh, this is just supposed to be fun. Uh, So uh, make sure to have extra fun. You know, make, uh, Mike says to design some rides for people to ride. Make sure they're similar to ours, but different. uh, So... Uh, he says, I don't even know what a roller coaster would be, but like a, like a carousel would be upside down. You'd ride on the horses. You'd hold on to horses legs. Uh, so that's just one example. He said, it's a little bit obvious. Explorer level, do some prep, uh, describe sections, you know, make sure to have fun. He says, uh, then eventually the characters will find Cassandra's tracks, uh, but also other tracks. Uh, some tracks are, you know, all, the tracks are impossible to follow. Uh, they look back on themselves. None of it makes any sense. Uh, uh, then there's uh, the haughty uh, Henrietta. Uh, suddenly appears on it. This, this is another stage. Uh, appears uh, strong, proud, uh, warrior, uh, princess who uh, looks at the character's and is not worried about them. Uh, she, you don't want to mess with her. Uh, if they do, uh, like uh, she shrugs it all off, uh, and she can always catch them. She's got a quest of her own, though. She won't talk about the details. She says, "Stay out of my way, because I'm haughty," and keep away. But then she says, "Here's how to find Cassandra." She sounds interesting. I'd like to go on her adventure. Uh, Cassandra uses the upside down uh, to get back to its house without being tracked. Uh, it's a uh, it's a place. It's a it's another burrow where the magical plane and the upside down touch. Oh, material plane. So our world. Oh, a special plant goes there. A plant whose flowers bloom in both worlds, uh, and these flowers can be used to cross between worlds if you perform a certain certain ritual. Uh, which involves lips that have kissed uh, the just a forehead of a fuzzy friend, a uh, fuzzy friend just like Cassandra. Uh, so it, it can, and actually, you can kiss your hand and then kiss your head. That's how Cassandra gets through the gateways. Uh, she says, "Go this way to catch the flowers." Uh, and if you want to open a gateway, you'll have to kiss kiss the forehead, like uh, the forehead of uh, Cassandra, who's walking around somewhere in there. And she says it's a demi, a demigismo. 
And she says the demigizmo is uh, uh, all will come not if you call or whistle, uh, but if you sing a song joyfully. So uh, the easiest way to get it to come to you is just to sing joyfully and maybe do some dancing as you walk along. Uh, so one of the characters, and you have to actually do this, like when you're playing the game, uh, Mike says, yeah, so a lot of people won't want to do it because uh, you have to actually physically walk around and sing and do a little dancing in front of everybody. Uh, if you do that, uh, and uh, uh, 1D6 minutes later, uh, the... Uh, the, the uh, uh, You'll hear the the uh, demigizmo snoring somewhere in in the darkness. Uh, if no one wants to dance or whistle, then you have to search for, for without snoring for the demigizmo. You'd need to do try a DC fifteen wisdom survival check. If this is successful, you'll find the demigizmo. If it fails, you try again. Uh, if it fails three times, uh, you have to run around. Everybody has to run around and dance and sing super fast uh, until they're all tired. And that's real, not in the game. Okay, Demi Gizmo is, uh, we kind of described it, but it's Gizmo, but kid size. Uh, so same size as Ted in that movie. Uh, it has flowers. Its breath smells like flowers. Uh, currently lives there in the Upside Down. And, uh, oh, but bad news is it wants, it has been in our world. So it started thinking about charging for rides in the upside down. Uh, and, uh, like, uh, doesn't nece- it's not necessarily a good listener. So that's the biggest issue. Uh, so the haughty, haughty Harriet says you got to really sing, uh, uh, to get it in, to get the creature calm and close enough so you could kiss it when it's it when it's uh, rapport and kiss its forehead to open it up, uh, so you can go back to your world. Uh, so that's going to take some try- time and problem solving by the team, uh, the party. Uh, and you obviously hint to hint you have that thing. So you don't just have to sing. You could use the thingamajig, uh, the, whatever, the winner's kiss and whatever the other thing was. Uh, the magic bags. Uh, okay, after you kiss the forehead uh, and you, you, you win the rapport of uh, the demigizmo, you could go into the cavern with the flowers. Uh, and uh, the one thing is, when you get there, you got to get close to the flower and breathe in its smell. But it, it's so, it smells so good. Uh, you have to do a DC 12 uh, dexterity save roll, or you'll be so overwhelmed how good it smells, you got to sit down for uh, a while. And you'll get lost and go back to area one of uh, uh, the, uh, the Cassandra's burrow. Okay, so anyway, uh, I think, or maybe that's where, where you go. Uh, when they go through the flower, uh, they're back in our world, uh, pretty close to Sir Tristan's castle. And uh, you can, they can even, oh, I don't know. It's clear that uh, there's tracks of Cassandra in the way, and they lead into a nearby burrow.
Oh, I see. So you come out there. Uh, so area one is the entrance to the burrow, and there's the flowers growing along the rocks and stuff. Uh, area two uh, has a black light painting on the ceiling, which is totally psychedelic, man. Uh, uh, so you could lie there and look at those. There's a couple of people just in there chilling, looking at the ceiling. Uh, 20, 20, uh, area three is another, like this happens a lot in these games, like a hopscotch, uh, like it's a bridge. You have to hopscotch across. Otherwise, uh, you do it, uh, you got a DC 12 strength and athletics to be able to do the proper hopscotch, uh, and, uh, it means, uh, yeah, if you don't do it, you got to wait forever. Uh, nearby is a hidden room marked with an S, uh, DC 12 wisdom perception check, uh, to notice it once found, you could use the secret passage, uh, area force, 10 troglodytes live there. They worship Cassandra. Uh, so they wonder if you have, like, they can hear Cassandra snoring. Uh, so you'd have to tell them that, you, like, you'll have to debate with them for a long time and wisdom rolls and stuff like that. Uh, area five at the back is, uh, oh, this is uh, Cassandra's bathroom, so you really don't want to be there. Uh, so try to, hopefully the characters avoid that and don't step in anything. Area 6 is where the troglodytes would leave presents for Cassandra. Uh, so there's all little niches in the walls, uh, which have little gifts uh, for Cassandra, which would be useful to win over, like, uh, snacks. Uh, it says, see conclusion below. Uh, oh, wait a second. So we haven't caught Cassandra? I thought we did. Oh, we only kissed Cassandra's thing. Okay, my bad. Maybe not, though. Maybe, but this is Area 7 is where Cassandra lives uh, and is asleep. Oh, so you just follow the snoring. Maybe they kissed it on her forehead, and then it got away, and then it went back to sleep. Uh, but you do want to kick, 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 sneak up. Uh, if, I guess it's maybe if you haven't caught uh, Cassandra yet. Uh, and basically, that's it. Like, if you're in this room, you ca- you got to ca- catch in, uh, Cassandra, but not just by catching Cassandra, you gotta uh, win Cassandra over though you may have already done that Scoots was right of course and the other one may be, if you do now this depends on your rolling your dice and your own decisions uh, there's a couple options, one if you totally like uh, I think if you had some sort of animal throwing roll or something then uh, you could be Cassandra could become Sir Tristan's pets uh, you could win a lifetime supply of pies from the town. Uh, you could go back and get the rights from Sir Tristan to run the Upside Down as your own theme park and then charge tickets or not, uh, charge pies, whatever. Additionally, in Area 6 of Cassandra's thing, not only do you find food for Cassandra, but art uh, and other fan things that people of Cassand- Cassandra's fans made worth a thousand gold pieces. Uh, uh, plus, you could pick and give them a magic item if you want. And that's how that adventure ends. But, you know, to find out, like, to play it, uh, 
it to play it you know you could check out uh you could check it out you know you could check out your local gaming store and then ask them and if they don't have it you know ask them to order it for you uh so you give them your local money uh, but yeah it's odder things and famous netflix show and then yeah one day i guess it'd be on this whatever the disney one is because they think they own emmett otter's rights maybe you know, one day you'll be hearing from me complaining that uh, they made odder things, O-T-T-E-R, things without my without me, and I'll be sad. But, you know, then I'll get over it and I'll say, uh, you know what, Scoots, what would they say? They'd say, Scoots, ain't no hole in the wash tub, man. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, uh, you know, go see the Riverbottom Funtime Band. So that's it. Uh, here's some thank yous and good nights. Good nights.